Freeman. Hey everybody, this is Derek Freeman with the Free World Podcast, and I want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. You know, it's been tremendous this past month of the, the episodes, the following. Thank you guys so much. You know, we're going to do a lot of other things. We have a lot of other exciting guests, but I want to remind you, please subscribe, rate, and review. So let's get to our guest. Hello. Marcus Parker. Man, what's going on, D-Free? Marcus Parker, man. Listen up. For everybody that's listening into the Free World Podcast, I have Mr. Motivation, the uh, best-selling author, uh, the the motivational speaker, Mr. Inspiration, but a.k.a. Mr. Motivation, Marcus Parker. But more than that, my brother, man. What's going on? Oh, man. (laughs) I feel good. I don't know how to recover after that introduction. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, man, don't worry about that. Where you at right now? Talk to us. Man, I'm at home in in Dallas. I mean, uh, just out here, man, uh, trying to enjoy life and moving on forward with the stress phone, man. With the stress phone. That's that's your newest thing, man, your newest venture right now, the stress phone. Talk to us about the stress phone. Man, the stress phone really defree is my, that's my my mic drop, if if you would. Right. Like I've done a lot of, you know, books and all kind of stuff like that. But this product what's cool about it. It's it's a stress toy shaped like a smartphone. Okay. And a lot a lot of people didn't know that, uh, you know, the smartphone is kind of near and dear to my heart because I was an electronics guy in the Air Force. And I started working on the machines that process smartphone chips, you know, kind of prior to them ever coming out. So I was kind of ahead of technology, if you would. And so I basically what I did is I put that stress toy in the form of a, of a smartphone. And on it, I included the link to all of the 15 years of motivational work and whatnot that I've done. The books, the motivational workshops, connect with your teens, all of that stuff is available on one link connected to that smartphone. I mean, to that uh, stress phone. Man, that, that's awesome. So let's talk about the 15 years. Take us back. You know, I, I know you said the Air Force. Take us to Port Arthur. You're a Port Arthur native. Take, you know, give us a little bit of, of the, the beginning Marcus, the middle Marcus, and where Marcus is right now. Oh, man. <laughs> that's cool. I think the uh, – well, of course, you know, we started out in Port Arthur, Texas, and, you know, getting into the Air Force and getting into electronics. You know, when I was in Port Arthur, I was – like a uh i was always a kind of advantageous kind of dude i mean i cut hair i uh i installed speakers in people's cars and stuff i had like a booming system in my car when i was riding around in high school and all that kind of stuff so you know i I was familiar with wires when i got into the air force i started i continued to work on electronics and i got really really good at it so what happened when they started like recruiting people to work on this new technology because they knew that smartphones were going to come out in the 2000s. I was one of those people. So I started working on those phones and got rich fooling around with, you know, the semiconductor industry. Well, I had my hands in the stock market and all of that kind of stuff. And now we're talking about moving into 2000. I was already worth a million dollars. And around 2001, when 9-11 came, I pretty much lost all my money. So, you know what I'm saying? So, wow. 
it was like one of those things that it taught me so much. It's the best thing that ever happened to me because of the lessons that it taught me. And most of those lessons was that I was trying to find an identity in money and not realizing that there was no such thing. I had to know who I was before having anything. And I think that that's one of the misconceptions that, that kind of haunts us a lot of times that we think that, you know, once we reach a certain, you know, financial uh, plateau, then we will be happy or we will be content or we will be, you know, at peace. And that's really not the case. You got to go for those things first. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So now imagine, so we rewind time. I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties. I had already reached this high point and then all of a sudden I lose everything. Wow. I'm at a state in my life where I'm almost suicidal. I really don't even want to be alive anymore because, I mean, you know, I, I lost my identity. I, I didn't know who I was. You know, I was a person who was stable. I was a person who anybody could borrow from, a person who could come through and help anybody. And now I'm not that person no more. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that is completely rock bottom for me. And so it was at that moment, be free, when I got up and I really decided that, you know, you know, God has really given me another chance right here. And it's so I got to tell you, man, I'm a huge fan of the of the of the podcast, the free world podcast. I mean, listening oh, to you me. and Shannon, seriously, <laughs> listening mm. to you and Damon, listening to you and Bun, listening to you and Zane and, you know, and learning a little bit that I didn't know in every single episode. And, That's you know, exciting. looking at, you know, what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, you know, you pull in things that people are not talking about. And so one of the things that I, I heard Damon say when he was talking about, you know, getting another chance, yeah. that's how I felt at that moment. Right. So yeah. it was from there in the early 2000s where I picked up, I ended up writing a book. That's when in 2004, a book came out where I basically wrote, wrote the product. And I had no idea that my story would interest as many people as it did, but I ended up, you know, selling out bookstores, being on, you know, in, independent consignment, all of that kind of stuff. And then four years later, after going, I'm speaking at schools and stuff like that. And that all happened. The whole school thing happened from meeting the teachers would always go down to the to the bookstores. They would buy my book and then they would always say, hey, would you like to come speak to my class? And so when I started doing that, Next thing you know, I started getting basically picked up at all kind of schools. And so the schools would like buy like 30 or 60 copies of my book if yeah. I would come speak at the school. So, you know, that was, you know, how that happened. And so imagine at the height of that, I'm finally thinking, wow, I lost all this money, but I came back with, you know what I mean? Yeah. A best-selling author and I'm here. 2008 hit. I get indicted. Now, I didn't, you know, as I lost my money, I, I still had like 50 grand left when I lost everything. And so part of what I, how I got in trouble was getting into like a real estate deal. I basically said, you know, I, I loaned somebody some money. The money went into a real estate deal when, you know, when it all went bad, I, I got tied into it because it was my money. So we're talking about $35,000 ended up getting me indicted with wow. federal government. <laughs> so... Yeah. So, you know, so that was a, that was a whole nother, you know, episode. So we're talking about from 2008 all the way up until 2013, I had to battle. That was five years of my life. 
And the crazy part, D-Free, is that, you know, social media started right around that time. So look at how I went from creating the cell phone chips to now, uh, you know, in 2004 and five, when I was like doing things, man, there was no smartphone. So there was no way to record me doing what I was doing or the poll say, look at me, I'm at the school doing, you know what I'm saying? That didn't exist. I had to go, the only way people could see you is if you went to the newspaper or if you went to the, you know, magazines, uh, television, that kind of thing. So, you know, it, it was like, uh, now I'm, I'm indicted. I got to spend five years, uh, you know, basically sitting on ice uh, where I couldn't do much. And, you know, I'm on, I mean, I went from pretrial probation to regular probation. I ended up getting like six months you know, probation, restitution, the whole nine yards. And so then after I get past all that, I'm like, okay, well, let me come back now. So I get on World Star. Oh, <laughs> World Star. Oh, World Star. Like, you know, things had changed, right? So there was no, I mean, it was a different world from when I had started this, you know, because I guess I skipped one of the things, one of the songs, what the P4 had actually you know, got picked up by a couple of radio stations. So I did have one song that ended up on the radio prior to that. But in 2013, I mean, they basically told me, man, we don't want to hear this crap. We don't want this positive mess. You know, Tell us about what you're, you know, talk, talk, you know, you're going to tell them, giving them a lot of information at once, man. Talk to them about the product, what the product was about, what the P4, you know, the message behind that. Talk to them about that. As okay. You, you know, so th- so they know exactly what the song and, you know, how you, how you built and grew on that. I got you. The name of the book was The Product, and it was basically about saying that, you know, you don't have to be just because you're the product of a broken home or because you're the product of, you know, a bad environment didn't mean you had to, you know, you know finish that way. Yeah, exactly. And so that was really the you know, the message in the book. It was just about staying positive even if in a bad situation. There you and go. And then so, the song, you know, you did I a started, song about it, but what's the P for to let people know exactly what the what, what the product was about? Right. So the what the P for was basically a follow up song. And to be honest with you, how I ended up doing motivational rap was the school basically telling me, Hey look, you know your message is good. But if you could put it in the song, you know, the kids would really, really like it more because I'd be going to schools. A lot of times the kids, you know, sometimes they weren't good readers. Yeah. And so they couldn't really get the message that I was trying to convey. But if I started breaking into like a rap song, then they could they could vibe with me. You with me? So I just started, you know, making the motivational rap and then taking that same message of positivity and you know never give up your dreams like stay driven with the talents you were given you know no reason to compete with each other because everybody has unique and special talents so just be the best you yeah there you go so yeah that was that was it and i know that's what uh, (laughs) i think i wanted you to maybe run the little song because it kind of get takes you through a long long story and you know in like four minutes because you know, I, I've, I'm so entrenched in the story that sometimes I jump around a lot, but I feel you. Yeah, no, no. You know, for the listener, everybody that's out there listening, we're definitely going to put links in the in the description of the podcast so you guys can go directly to 
all the link tree, all the videos, all the, the material and resources that Marcus Parker has out there. We want to make sure we, we link everybody and all our listeners to it. So, yeah, they're definitely going to get, get some, some of that Marcus Parker in their life. <laughs> well, so, man, uh, so I guess, so coming from the, uh, after we did the World Star and, you know, and kind of got a lot of, you know, booze from that direction, I ended up going back to school. You know, I, uh, since since I was a, a you know Air Force veteran, I could you know I could always go back to school or whatever. So I went back to school at like forty, huh. and I ended up getting a degree from University of North Texas. And you know, from there, I got myself qualified to teach uh, like vocational classes. So I can you know, as a contractor, I go out and I talk at schools now. You know, professionally for you know for the uh, you know, for the the rehabilitation program for the state. Talk to me about the family, man. Wife, kids. You know, we we, we that was what I was saying. I right. want that beginning, Marcus. You know, talk to bring build them up, man. Come on, talk. Right. To well, I mean, I guess depending on how far back you want to go. Right now, I'm married. I have uh, two children. Uh, I have two children from my first marriage, and I mean, so it's you know four little ones. And, uh, well, not little now. My oldest is, you know, soon be 25. My uh, son is 19. And then I have two younger children. One is eight and one is two. So, shout, shout out to Shawana, so, man. Shout out Shawana, man. You can't yeah, leave the wife I mean, out. You know, I mean, the, the wife, man, I mean, you know, I, I can't complain. I can tell you, D-Free, that with all those ups and downs in the stories, the main point that I was trying to get across it's been a lot, and it's a lot of, you know, books that people could read to catch up on those, uh, you know, how much stuff really happened, because it was a lot. But uh, I can tell you that I feel successful, man, because I found peace. Man. You know, in the midst of all of that, I found peace, I found happiness, and I did find that contentment. And I found that it wasn't just wrapped around a dollar. It was inside of me. And like I started putting in that kind of work. And that's kind of where I am today, man. So I, I seek peace daily. Peace, man. I, I like the way you said that. You know, you um, you you you, you found success in peace. That that's <laughs> that a lot of folks don't don't understand that. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, for for so long that we we've preached, and you know, I grew up in an evangelical church as a Christian, and we we preached the prosperity. You know, when it's hey, man, look, the the, the more wealth you have, the the more blessed you are, and actuality right. that that isn't the case money you can use of course to improve things and, and you know help other blessings in your life you know like your family like your your kids like your health so you can have peace you know things like that you know of course money will help you you know to to, to get to that ultimate blessing but for money to be the blessing and that to be the the end all be all man that's not it so you know i appreciate you right. saying that and you finding peace and success with without the the those monetary funds right exactly it's not limited because what happens when they when the bank closes or what happens when there's a 9-11 you know and you know it, it's funny for me to where you know i woke up one day on september 10th you know 2001 i went to bed i was you know well to do but when i woke up the next morning you know, I was a bum, <laughs> right? That I mean, quick, that quick, that quick. Yeah. And so I had to learn that, you know, I want to be able to spread this message to everyone that it truly is inside of you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And looking through my story, all of those ups and downs, it's not about me bragging or look at me or nothing like that. It's just like, here's an example that you can use to say that that's not it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you got to have that peace inside of you. Because what's the point of being rich and wealthy and famous if you have no peace, if you have no happiness, if you have no contentment? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so that's really that's definitely where I'm going with it. And I and I want to continue to, you know, put that out there so that people can, you know, kind of just vibe with that. And, and honestly, that's kind of what the stress phone is all about. Huh. Figuring out a way to reduce people's stress, reduce people's, you know, we have emotional problems. We have a lot of healing to do. You know, we're going through some crazy times right now. Yeah. These are crazy times. And I mean, you know how many people have are more stressed than they've ever been at any time in their lives? You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> From financial stresses, all kind of stuff. And so I'm just trying to say that I'm going to put all my focus for the rest of my life into doing things to build people on the inside, build you internally and everything. All of those programs and things that I've worked on have all been little nuggets toward moving you in that direction. And so it's like, you know how they say with the hair club, I'm not only a a client, I'm the I'm the I'm, president. Yeah, I'm the player president. I'm literally say, <laughs> I, I uh, I'm not only a client. I mean, I had to use that in my own life, and you know, to get deeper, I don't know how how much they know of the story about how we found out about being brothers. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. You know, that's, I mean, <laughs> that was speaking of that, you know, when you said Damon West, one of the things that Damon always um, that when, when he does his talks, one of the pictures that he shows is the Woodrow Wilson football picture. When when he and <laughs> yeah. I were in the corner and, you know, it, it was the team was all black and you had a mixed kid and a white kid in the corner. And that, that was me and him. <laughs> And it, was, yeah. uh, and it just so yeah. and it just so happened that you were in that picture and i was in that picture yes yeah man, man and you know that is a legendary picture seriously I, I was looking at it the other day but yeah just think we had no idea that we were brothers yeah you no know idea, what i mean at, no at idea. that time and we're literally standing. i mean we're like on the other on opposite ends of the uh of the picture you know what i mean and it, you know, it's just interesting when you think about that. You think about how truly the, the coffee bean message is so true, right? Because it really does not matter where you start. It's really how you progress and push forward and what you tell yourself, hey, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus and I'm going to accomplish X, Y, and Z, and I'm not going to allow anything to stop me from doing it. Because if you're driven to do it, if God put it on your heart to do it, you got to go out there and do it. So uh, anyway, I got on track there. But yeah, back to that picture, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, you, you was on track, man. You was on track. You know, that, that, that's a, a perfect segue again because, you know, the, the motivation and, and the, the pulling yourself up by your bootstrap and not knowing, you know, what life's going to bring at you. And, and, and that was a curve, you know. It, and for the folks and listeners that don't know my brother Marcus, at 17 years old, he found out that my father was his father and he had no idea. And then I didn't find out till I was 20, 20, 28, 29. My father was dying of cancer. Our father was dying of cancer stage four. And, and Marcus had a, um, an audio book from the product. And I was spending some time with him in Lake Charles. Shout out to all my friends and family in Lake Charles. I know you guys are going through it with the hurricane. 
Um, but we were sitting there and, and, and Pops put the audio book on and, you know, I just thought it was something that he he was putting on for us to listen to. And sure enough, it was your book. And you started mentioning wow. some of the, 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 your brother and your father and, and, you know, I didn't realize what I was listening to. And then he looked at me and said, he's talking about you, boy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? You know, and, and I know it was a, it was an uncomfortable thing for him, you know, to, to, to have to say, but, um, he, he got it out and he, he said, man, that that's your brother. And it, it opened up a door. You, you don't even know that that audio book opened up a door for him to be able to talk about it to me. You know, so it, it not only wow. did it, it, it motivate people and do other things, but, you know, it, it was a gateway or, or uh, it just was an open door for him to be able to have that conversation with me before he passed and get some things off his chest to, to before he died. So so you and I could build a relationship and bring it on. And that was one of the things that he made sure of by, by the end of that night. He was like, you make that right. Y'all get together and y'all make that right. So right. I'm, I'm thankful for it, man. I, I'm I'm thankful to have a big brother. And since since that night, I, I've made it a point to to you know try to live my father's words and make sure that you and I had a connection. And no matter what the past or what what our parents did in the past, um, you, you and I are brothers. So uh, just for the folks that don't know, that was the that was a little bit of of the behind the scenes with Marcus. But tell Marcus again. On, on the 17, how you found out, man, how it, how it changed your life, the trajectory, and some of the things that you talked about in the book. I played baseball all my life coming up. And um, so how the story unfolded, really crazy. I'm sitting in a dugout. I'm at a baseball game. I played baseball for Lincoln, and I'm in the 11th grade. And so we're having to play at the TJ Stadium, right? Yeah. And so – uh, so our dad just happened to be the umpire that night, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so he's sitting there, and so he starts to name off people, like you know, like you know how he's kind of just standing. He walked in the dugout, like, "Hey, all the Lincoln guys, anything I remember, all of y'all from Little League." And you know, he's starting the conversation. He started pointing out people, like, "Oh yeah, I go, you know, I remember him and him and him and him." <laughs> And so he never said my name. Huh. And I, you know, I kind of felt a little offended. I was like, you know, I thought I was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I should have been <laughs> at least memorable enough for the man to remember my name. Golly. <laughs> and so, but the funny thing was I'm sitting on the bench and I just kept, every time I looked at him, he was staring at me. You know, it was really, really bizarre. Yeah. And so when basically I went home that night from the baseball game, and when I, you know, I basically, you know, telling my mother about the, you know, the fact that I love that I played baseball all of the years because, uh, you know, this man that was an umpire, he remembered all of us. Yeah. Now, even though, remember, he didn't name me, but I just kind of had, you know, I just was so moved by that little moment because it was just something, you know, he remembered us, you know what I mean, or yeah. whatever. And so that's when she told me, well, that guy, you know, is actually, you know, you know, she, I mean, she had kind of had no choice but to kind of, you know, segue in that direction and say, hey, well, I got something to tell you. Yeah. And see, I had no idea. And, you know, I had no idea. And so that was where it started. And since then, I literally only saw him one time. Yeah. And like I tell you, we were at a base, another baseball game. And, you know, it's kind of like, wow, OK, so, you know, so you're my dad, huh? OK, you know, like, well. 
Can I get a dollar? You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, they got some snow cones for sale at the little, you know, thing. Can I get one? You know, and he gave me a dollar. I'm like, wow, you know, it's pretty cool, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, see your next game or whatever. So, you know, that was, that was you know, the, the extent of that. And, of course, see, at that point in life, if I would have known what I know now, those are the types of things that where you start you need to talk to someone. Those are the types of things to where at that point, you know, all I did was push it to the back and I carried on with my life. So imagine within just a few months of that experience happening, I'm in the military and I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just starting a whole nother life. Before you know it, I look up, you know, I'm already like, you know, I bought cars, I'm married, I'm buying houses, I'm doing things, you know, and I never went back to heal that pain that was there from that time. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to, you know, I just wasn't mature enough to know that that was something that, you know, that needed to be healed. Cause every time somebody would say something about like a father, I can remember that feeling almost like somebody punched me in the stomach when people would talk about certain things like, yeah, you know, my dad, Whatever, you know, I got in the military and like guys would do certain things like, you know, some of the guys that were with me, like their fathers would drive their cars from wherever they were from, you know, in the world down for them and do certain things, you know, and it was just like that. And it was kind of like, wow, you know, I really didn't, I didn't know much. And I mean, I don't think that what hurt me the most was realizing how the truth could be about something could be right up underneath your nose and you not know it. Oh, that man. was more of the of the the pain for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anything having to do with just like deceit or whatever, I went through a lot of trauma there, but that was some of the stuff that I had to go back and heal. So I tell you, man, so fast forwarding, you know, years later we ended up getting I remember you called me when you know when he passed and it was like, wow, you know, and it's crazy because this is a true story, and Ms. Deborah will confirm. I called you just out of the blue. This was just like, you know, this wasn't social media. I mean, like, times where we were all connected. We would just call, you know, somebody like every few months or something just to say what's up yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I just happened to call you that day, and when I called, Ms. Deb answered the phone, and she told me, hey, your brother was trying to call you to let you know that, you, you know, y'all's dad died. And it was kind of like, oh, man. And here's the crazy part. I never knew that you called me. Oh, Right? Wow. I, I, I wasn't returning a call. I just picked up the phone out of the blue that day and called you. And when she, she just happened to have or be near your phone to say, hey, he was calling for this, but I didn't even get a phone call from you. So I just something just told me to pick up the phone and call you that day. Wow deep huh yeah that's crazy you know uh, um as a matter of fact when another crazy story is that we, we i was living in los angeles we, we moved to los angeles i lived there from 2000 2010 almost um and we'd come in town for i don't know something and i was at when every time i'd come home i'd always cra- there's certain things i'd crave i mean you know boudin and you know, certain barbecue, you know, just different <laughs> right. things when you come in yeah. from Los Angeles. And one of the things that I love to get was popcorn balls. And the only place that they sold popcorn balls and those tea cakes was at Troy's over there on, on um, Savannah yeah. and 19th Street. 
So I'd, get, I'd come right. in town and I'd always go to Troy's. I don't care what it is. I'd, I'd probably hit it two or three times when I'd stay in town. So I was there one night and Shannon was with me and you had the poster of the product in the window of um, of Troy's, you know, that you were advertising mm. for your book. And the way your right. head was tilted and the bald head and the look, I don't know if it was around the, the man, the, the picture looked exactly like this picture that my dad had in his military book. It was the military, the way his head was tilted, the, the way you were looking. Yeah. Just, I don't know if, yeah. you, if it was, if he's like, well, give me the military pose. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but but right. your head, you know, the way it was set up, I mean, it looked exactly like my dad. And to this day, Shannon can tell you, when we got inside the Tahoe, I looked at the picture. I was like, my God, that picture looks exactly like my daddy. And he, she wow. was like, she looked at it. She's like, Marcus Parker. I was like, yeah, Marcus Parker. That's crazy. It looks exactly like dad, but his military picture. And sure enough, man, wow. come two, three years later, I come to find out that you were my brother was wow. super amazing. Now, to me. Like, wow. I got, yeah. I think I got one that might be crazier than that, that Uh-oh. I forgot to tell. Yeah, this one is going to download like millions, right? <laughs> but when we were in the fifth, I was in the fifth grade, you were in the fourth grade. Okay. And your wife, look, I mean, just like, you know how you remember certain things in life. She told me that y'all two look alike. Oh. Just, I mean, just in passing wasn't nothing. Wow. But I'm tripping because. That was the first time that somebody had told me, you know how you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you look like such and such. You look like such and such. Well, we're in summit camp. This is a true story. You're in the fourth grade. I'm in the fifth grade. And I'm just, I mean, we were, I remember playing and, you know, and always thinking that you were a fun dude, you know what I mean? Because you would always be smiling. And that's what people <laughs> used to kind of tease me about. Because yeah. I would always be smiling, right? <laughs> so she said that. And, you know, and I guess it was just one of those things. I might have just took it because we were both smiling. But <laughs> who would have thought in a million years that the person who would have ended up telling me, y'all two look alike, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then later on to think about you at Troy's looking at that picture, and then you didn't even know then. And then later on, it's like, wow, yeah, man. that's crazy. It was it was destined to happen. And, you know, the – is there's people that, that that know us both and they often say the energy you know the, there's so many similarities there that you know we couldn't get away man it is as pops is is wrapped up in both of us so yeah so I, i'm yeah. appreciative and, and and you know i always say that I, I was always the oldest at the time with with my my group of siblings i have an older sister tracy shout out tracy um but we we i was the oldest sibling you know had um marcy and marcus that were under me so i was the big brother yeah and i always wanted me a big brother so once i found yeah. out i had me some big brothers man i, I was down for that i didn't care how it came <laughs> about i had me some brothers. right i'll take it <laughs> So, I'll take it. Yeah, man. So you bounce, you know, even, even with that trauma at a young age, you were able to still, you know, find a message, you know, and find healing in trying to help others and, and recognizing that, you know, what, what you've been through, other people may have gone through too. And, and you have yeah. a story to tell. And hopefully that, that if someone else is going through that same pain or that same trauma or the, that, you know, the, the, whatever it may be, adversity in your life, that hopefully you can give them a little hope that it's going to be okay. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think we heal by he- by helping others. A lot of times we get past our personal grief and trauma and things by giving, you know what I mean? And you're right. When I started going out there with the book and I told my story, that was the first time in my life I'd ever been vulnerable. Like, yeah. you know, actually open myself up for criticism and for stuff like that. And then when the book became like a, it started really selling and became a bestseller locally, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and it was, you know, a lot of crazy stuff started happening. And I was like, wow. And it started making me think, just think how close I came to not even doing this. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. No, you, I the, the audio book, it, without the book, it would have never been the audio book moment. You would have never saw the thing at Troy's, yeah. the, the, the poster. There wouldn't have been a, a, a audio book for a dad to play. So <laughs> you can, you know what I'm saying? All of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just funny how all those pieces come together. And then to think you were in L.A. hanging with my cousin from the other side. You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, that, and that's what, you know, I, what's awesome. Even though, you know, you found out later that you had a bonus dad, your father was, was, was my dad and we were brothers. You had an awesome family, too, man. The Parkers were, were, yeah. were definitely folks that were involved in the community. Uh, they're still doing great yeah. things. Talk to me about some of the Parkers, where they're at, what, what you guys are doing on that side of the family. Oh, man. Well, um, you know, the Parkers were, I mean, they were really, really a big, you know, loving family. And it was one of them situations where I realized that, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, you you had wisdom beyond your years, bro. And, um, uh, nah, I appreciate no, it. Seriously. You know, it's, seriously. It's, it's, it was just, it was, it was the time and the place, man. You know, it's, it's, it was things that I, I went through in life um that that prepared me you know it's it's not <laughs> if i right we'll, we'll get to we'll get to talking about my adversity later but you know i it definitely molded me it, it wasn't the good times put it that way that molded me <laughs> right. <laughs> right well you know but no the the parkers were so i mean like just a, a, another amazing part of the story right because yeah. You know, how could I have landed anywhere else? You know, I couldn't have been anybody but Marcus Parker. And you know what I'm saying? And so to think that, you know, they were very involved. I mean, particularly like, you know, I had grandparents who were super loving and super, you know, grounded. Everybody loved them. And, I, you know, particularly like my grandfather showed me, like I never saw the man lose his cool ever in life. Yeah. And so I got a bonus by being young enough because I was that dude who used to cut grass on the weekends, you know, cut hair during the week, all that kind of stuff. But I would cut his his grass on the weekends. We would sit down and drink lemonade and talk about <laughs> life, you know. And yeah. I, I got those conversations from an older person that I may not have ever gotten an opportunity to have. And he – you know, he gave me a lot of wisdom that I was able to take forward. So I I'm, I feel blessed, bro, about everything in my life that happened. You know, whether it appeared good or bad or how I perceived it at the time, I don't give off nothing but love, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? To every direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> if somebody don't don't like Marcus Parker, man, it's all on them. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I got love for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I woke up and lost a million dollars. I done died suicide, bro. I done been indicted. I done been through so much stuff in life. 
I don't have no energy for no pettiness or negativity. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love everybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I got nothing but love for everybody. Yeah. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Because life done whipped my butt to a place where it humbled me to let me understand, man, first of all, you ain't all that, Marcus. You, it ain't even about you. And once I, I started being a little bit more obedient and listening to, you know, my inside, you know what I'm saying? Listening to the universe, man, listening to what God was trying to move me in whatever directions, man, you know, I've been so much more peaceful, bro. So yeah. much more peaceful. Yeah. Uh, you keep using that word peaceful, man. That's 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 the word of the day is peaceful. Hopefully some that's folks it. out there within the sound of our voice, if, if you're struggling with a, a, a place of, of peace, you know, put, put the, the shod your feet with the preparation of peace, man. Go ahead and, and find that place. Take time to, to make sure that stress is out of your life. And if you need a way to figure out how to get the stress out of your life, you can get that stress phone. What's the website on that, man? It's stressphone.com. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that easy. It's stressphone.com. It's just that easy. That, yeah. It's just that easy. And man. so, yeah, it's just a cheap little stress toy that includes and links all of that stuff. So when nobody has to look for any of that, you know, uh, that information, it's all right there on the tip of your smartphone. Yeah, make sure that all, everybody that's listening, you go to stressphone.com. Pick up one of those phones, you know, make, make sure you have it in your hand. And, and the QR code that he has on there, again, takes you to 15 years worth of resources and material from, you know, a certified, educated black man that's been there, done that. So if you have a young man, young woman that at home that, that needs some needs a different way to get the message to he has music if you have the readers he has materials to read if you if you need something that's interactive for your kids he has the interactive stuff you know again just just make sure that you go out and see uh go to stressphone.com www.stressphone.com and also while you're out on outside of this podcast app please subscribe rate and review uh you know i always they they tell me derek you never say that because i forget to i just get on this i get on the the podcast <laughs> and we just start talking you know and hopefully that's that's what the listeners are tuning into but please right. subscribe rate review tell a friend you know there's really no ways to advertise these things except word of mouth so please tell a friend right get them over here to the podcast listening in we're here with marcus parker on the free world podcast marcus so tell us man you got the music, the the fifteen years of resources. What are you about to do right now? I heard you mention that you're doing some things in the classroom and you're certified to teach. What exactly are you teaching? Oh yeah. Well, um, basically, I do work readiness classes for um, you know, basically like state approved work readiness classes for special education students. Okay. So you know, I teach. I mean, how to tie a tie, how to shake hands, how to look people in the eye, how to. You know, all of the things, the little, you know, intricacies of the workforce, uh, getting along with people, how to stay out of gossip, you know, how to keep a positive attitude, all of that kind of stuff. You get more flies with honey. You know, I'm teaching and bringing all that back. <laughs> and at the same yeah. time, I'm uh, working toward now getting the stress phone in independent, uh, like mom and pop stores. You know, I haven't been there since I had the book, but now I want to go back there and I'm going to try to hit up some of these, uh, you know, these natural uh, places like CBD stores and, you know, different stores like this where they're 
they don't have as many mom and pop bookstores around like they did when I first started. But nowadays people, you know, sell products like CBD and, you know, different things like that, where they have a storefront where people stop in, where I have the little desktop deals. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm going with it. Okay. Man, that's that's yeah. what I'm talking Until about. Feel further man. notice. <laughs> you know, it's stressphone.com. That's not the only website. Don't you have another, a few others, don't you? Marcus Park, tell them all the links where they can catch up to you, man. Oh, well, I mean, you could you could holler at me on the Instagram is uh, move around on a, a motivational rap. So basically it's like uh, I'm motivational rap. So if you search Marcus M. Positive Parker, motivational rap i'll pull up on everything google itunes spotify you name it you to me um and that's about it oh that's one thing i wanted to put out there m positive there you go man you know i started that was the thing i I said you know how you never say to subscribe and like i always forget this story (laughs) people ask me marcus parker is a pretty common name (laughs) and when I was, like, when the internet was starting, I mean, the, the, the Google, I'm sorry, like in the 2004, 2005, my name started popping up in, like, articles and different things on the internet, but they got me confused with another Marcus Parker. Okay. So there was another Marcus Parker who happens to be from Dallas. He played professional football. And so in the early days, you could go to, like, his page, and it would be my music. You know what I'm saying? It would all, all these things because the internet really wasn't as detailed as it is now and social media where you can, you know, different people, you could, you couldn't, yeah. you know, tell different people, but now, I mean, like you can now. So that's where the whole impositive thing came from to where, you know, I used to have marcusparker.com. I'm actually trying to sell it now. I want to take all my domains. I had a whole bunch of domains and I'm actually got them on the auction block because I want to, I want to, um, pretty much put my focus like i said stress phone is my mic drop you know do it that way but in the beginning that was the problem there was marcus parker would pull up it have a book and it had this other guy's picture next to it or it would have you know some music and it'd be some complete you know other person and so that happened to me all the time so i just said you know at some point along the way i said look i gotta put a name in there that's only me and so that's why the market the impositive you pull up on World Star or all these different, you know, books and stuff. Now it can all be because I'm the only Marcus M. Positive Parker. <laughs> That's it. The only one on the net, man. That's it, man. Well, definitely, we we've been on the the phone, man, for for a few few minutes this time. You know, I appreciate you doing this. So what what we're gonna do is get out of here a little early so I can end it up with with the 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 stress phone song you know what i'm saying we're gonna yeah. do the outro and make sure we throw it in there for the outro so folks know how you're doing it man so but man again, i appreciate that man i love you man i appreciate everything you're doing i'm proud of you and your family you know tell everybody hey for me man and i really appreciate it man love you too brother we, we're gonna make some more things happen we'll come back for another round catch up tell them what you're doing and hopefully everybody goes to the links definitely www.stressphone.com to check you out man but I love you, all brother. Right. Tell the wife hello and the kids. We're going to see you soon, all right? All right. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Free World with Derek Freeman. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation.
reaching through the ceiling See, I promised myself that I would leave it alone Cause the industry never liked me, ain't feeling my songs Cause I don't speak about the money, don't cause and the women But let me take it back to the beginning Two weeks after graduation, 93 from Lincoln High I'm on the bus of the Air Force, telling my family bye And I'ma be alright, so don't worry about me none And told my daddy one day you gonna be reading about your son So I served my enlistment Till my time was complete An electronics guru See I was always a geek That's when a company called Offered me a lot of digits Had a five million dollar tool And needed me to fix it So I took the money And gave it all that I got Four years later I was worth around a million in stock Working on smartphones Ten years before they came And 9-11 was in 2001 It's such a shame That I lost all my money I'm no longer the man Almost drove me to suicide But God had a plan Cause I started with nothing So I knew I could live Starting from scratch Was just a day up in the life of the kid Made some bad decisions With my last 50k Wrote a book in 2004 It sold like hotcakes Women bought it dudes Sold it to churches and schools For you know it a best in Dallas Morning News. The principals and teachers said we like your message, fella, but if you rap it, then the students would receive it much better. Now I'm traveling, speaking, going city to city. Then out the blue, got indicted for deals I made with that 50. The worst time of my life. How am I supposed to tell the school I can't perform today? Cause I was sitting in jail. Although it was humbling, it was such a tragedy to lose friends, sales, even credibility. So I wrote a bunch of songs. The sky was the limit all motivational with no cursing in it jumped on world star with motivational rap and they was like nobody wanna hear this positive crap said they couldn't relate i was obviously through i'm like i know about the streets bro i was trying to help you trying to tell you you can make it when times get hard you ain't gotta be a deacon to have faith in god let them know that you were stronger than you ever thought it taught. Went back to school at 40, turned a whole nother page. Sitting in the classroom with students my daughter's age. Excited about learning, was a whole different feeling. Got inspired to write a book about emotional healing. Became a better listener, which taught me for certain that it wasn't just me. Man, everybody was hurting, everybody confused, everybody a mess. So I came up with a toy that you can squeeze for stress. So I came up with a toy that you can squeeze for stress. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling.